Alright everybody, welcome to week's, this week's episode uh, of the White Power Hour on Radio Werewolf. This week we got <clears throat> 80's set list, and I know Jay Hates got some early 90's stuff on there, but I it's not 90's, these songs were all made, recorded in the 90's, and then some of the stuff here, I don't know where he got the information, I know some of it was actually released in 1990, but was clearly recorded in the 80s, <clears throat> performed, written, etc. back in the 80s, so that's why we're including it. Um, so it's all 80s this week. We could probably go in the 70s, but there'd be, you know, so few bands that we could actually use the 80s. It was kind of when shit really started kicking off for white power music and actually getting lots of bands and songs and everything else, you know, kind of the Rock-O-Rama era, Rebels, Europeans, Rebels, Europeans, and, uh, you know, <clears throat> pretty much those two were the main labels back then. All right, so, anyways, we're going to start off with the fucking, pretty much the, well, let's face it, this is the band that ended up kicking off really the whole scene itself. I mean, there were obviously some earlier bands, some people say like Sham 69, and stuff like that. Personally, I don't know, I don't think they were quite, you know, I don't think any band was really openly pro-white, openly nationalist until Screwdriver came along, at least, you know, modern era rock type music. So we're going to start out with the fucking, the legends, you know, the ones that started this whole white power music scene and movement and got blood and honor off the ground and everything else. So Starting out with the legendary Screwdriver, the founders of white power music, basically white power rock. So rock against communism and all forms of white power music, I believe, can definitely be traced right back here to Screwdriver. So <clears throat> the very first block is going to be from the legends and the founders of all the stuff that we listen to now. Screwdriver and the very first... Screwdriver's song is going to be White Power and, you know, their rock against communism. And it's, uh, you know, just in case you don't know, <laughs> which if you don't, it's fine. You know, uh, you must be new. And so now you know. They're Screwdriver. They're from Britain. All right. So the very first one, Screwdriver's song, White Power, because I wanted to include that. And uh, like I said, it's R.I.C. from Britain and he's got is off an album called White Power, released in 1983 by White Noise Records, which, I don't know, maybe they were around back then? I know Skullhead was talking about So, possibly. I don't know, it's 100% sure. All right, and then the next song is going to be Screwdriver Behind the Bars with R.A.C. from Britain off the album White Rider, which I definitely know. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure this one was released in 87 because he was... Did he release it after he got locked up or right before... Anyways, I know he wrote Behind the Bars when he was actually locked up for, uh, I think he got in a fight somewhere, uh, something happened, I don't know, but he got like seven, eight months in jail, I don't remember, but I know he was locked up when he wrote that song, and it was a good song, the reason why I wanted to include it is when I was locked up, I used to sit there and sing this song to myself all the time, because that was a pretty goddamn good tune. And I thought it was pretty relevant to me in my situation as well. And then the very last song is going to be Race and Nation, which is 
off the Hail the New Dawn CD, which was originally released in 1984, according to him, by Rocco Rama Records, which was also uh, White Rider. Sorry, the Behind the Bars was also off. It was off the album White Rider, released in 1987 by Rocco Rama Records. And Race Nation, he's got listed that Hail the New Dawn came out in 1984. I still kind of think it was 1982 or maybe 83. I don't know. Maybe they recorded it in 1982 and didn't actually release it until 84. So, <clears throat> whatever. All right. So that's it. So, Screwdriver, White Power, and then the second song is going to be Behind the Bars. And then the last one will be Race the Nation, all by Screwdriver. So, hopefully, you guys enjoyed us. And we'll see you on the other side. 88. White Power, one, two, three, four! I started to watch my country going down the drain. We are all at fault now. We are all to blame. When the king took over, we just let him come. Once we had an empire, but now we've got a slow. White Power! Do 
hardest race in the nation by a screwdriver. And then this next block is going to be two French bands, uh, some REC OI from the 80s that uh, we had requested. All the screwdrivers was actually songs I requested. Because he was one. <laughs> He was wondering, so all the screwdriver was me. I know people would want to hear it, and I figured it. Off of the three albums that I liked the most, well, I mean, I didn't really listen to Unleashed Power. I just liked White Power because I'd heard it several times on other stuff. I mean, Freedom One Freedom I liked. I liked Hell Victory, even though I know a lot of people didn't like Hell Victory. I thought that was a pretty good album, personally, and I know some people thought it was shit because they thought it was too heavy or whatever and it wasn't wasn't the old style of it. but then again some of the people I knew that didn't like Hell Victory only liked Hail the New Dawn and Boots and Braces and it's like really you only like the first two fucking White Power albums and then after that none of the other ones were any good. Freedom What Freedom you didn't like. You didn't like Warlord. You didn't like uh, fuck what else? You know there's a fucking dozen different goddamn uh, screwdriver fucking albums out there so I can't believe he can only say all oh, only the first two were any good. I know there's people that said that or not the actual first two, but the first two that was openly pro white, whatever. So personally I take that shit. I think screwdrivers, their entire uh catalogs got good stuff on everything. You Ian Stewart, uh you know, Ian Stewart his Stigger, Ian Stewart with his Klansman stuff had a bunch of good shit too. So, I mean, he had a lot of a lot of really good stuff. Dude was talented, obviously. We all know that. So, anyways, that's... Uh, sorry, I'm just <laughs> kind of ran because I'm thinking of some of my old school friends that used to talk about, oh, screw that, fucking Hell Victory sucked, and blah, 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 and I didn't like Hell Victory. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Hell Victory was awesome. But that was released in the 90s, so I didn't include it. I included their stuff from the 80s, and the stuff I thought was pretty iconic from the 80s. Even though I didn't put boots and braces in there, I guess I probably should have. But you know, <clears throat> I don't know. Personally, I like White Power better. I like Behind the Bars, and I thought Race and Ace was pretty good. I also like Soldier Force. There was a couple of them I was debating on. And I'm like, you know, let's just go with these three, and hopefully people will like it. <clears throat> you know, so hopefully you guys liked my choices. I didn't really get anybody to actually request Screwdriver, so it kind of threw me off. So I just picked them and picked what you know stuff I figured. That we should listen to. So, all right. But the Legion '88 and Brutal Combat's all from our friends over at American Defense Records and American Defense Skins. These guys requested this. So, Legion '88 with Thule is uh, the first Legion '88 song, and they are RAC from France, and it's off the album Thule, released in 1988 by Rebels Europeans. And then Legion '88 with their song Rudolf Hess. And they're also, you know, it's uh, off the album Notre Europe, self-released in 1986 by the band. It was later re-released on two different albums in the 2000s. So, there you go. And then the very final band is going to be Brutal Combat with their song Pearl Rogue. And it's RAC from France, obviously. And it's off the Pearl Rogue EP released in 1986 by Rebels Europeans. So hopefully you guys enjoy. That's the French block. So you know, all our French friends and all our other European friends enjoy the old school classic French RAC Oi. will enjoy this and anyone else that enjoys it. So we'll see you, brothers and sisters, on the other side. 88.
so uh, this next block is gonna be some more RAC kind of metal there's some heavier RAC in here so the very first uh, band is gonna be Hobnail with their song a nationalist stand and their RAC from England and it's off the album no red flags self sorry self-released 1989 and later re-released on broadsword records and then the next band is going to be having two songs, and it's the next band is Squadron, the legendary classic fucking RAC metal hard rock band from Britain, and it's off the album Take the Sword, released in 1991 by Rock Oriental Records, but when I seen it, it said 1990, and I don't know where they got to take, I don't know, because I was looking it up and it seen a different time, and uh, Bulldog Breed was actually no i think that was uh i think that was glenn's request so i don't know i guess it could have been off to take the sword thing but if it was released in 1990 i think not 91 but uh, it was recorded in the 80s and uh you know that's pretty much the way i figured because you know they come out with that decade of defiance in 1995 and it had all their songs from 1985 to 1995 so a lot of the stuff they wrote in the 80s, and they probably had it on, like, EPs and tapes and shit like that before it finally got released on a full-length CD, and their full-length CD being, like, Take the Sword, I guess, which I thought it came out in 1990, but he's got it released as 1991, so whatever. 91 by Rock Ram Records. So then next, sorry, the next song, or next, yeah, the next song is going to be Burn the Books, which is also by Squadron. Which I really enjoyed this song. I remember listening. You should, this is one of the few songs <clears throat> that I remember, <clears throat> like the first time I heard Squadron. I was, oh, yeah, that's a fucking awesome song. I love that. So, Burning Books, and that's uh, RAC from Britain. Once again, I don't know why I keep fucking repeating this shit he wrote down here. So, anyways, so it's off the album Decade of Defiance. was released in 1985, or sorry, 1995. And it's Decade of Defiance, 1985 to 1995. Which, you know, that's the Decade of Defiance they're putting there. So, uh, there we go. So, as I said, some of this stuff says it's released in the really early 90s. It was obviously recorded and shit back in the 80s. So, I'm putting it in. I don't care that he's got it sitting, wrote down as 1990s shit. Because a lot of it was already out and out there. There's a lot of shit the Bully Boys did and the Midtown Boot Boys and several other bands did that they didn't have a fucking full-length CD released until maybe the 90s or something, but it was actually recorded back in the 80s and shit. And there was, you know, LPs, EPs, a couple disc things, you know. So, like, the 7 Inches and shit like that that was recorded back then. And a lot of this stuff, I don't think, down on these lists that they have on, you know, the whatever fucking music encyclopedia crap they got on the Internet. So anyways, uh, there we go. So some of it's, I don't know where the stuff's coming from, like I said, but that's that. So let me go back over the list again, because I kind of ran it off about this shit with the dating, which kind of irritates me. So uh, Hobnell, Nationalist Stand, then it's Squadron, Bulldog Breed, and then Squadron, Burn the Books. I don't know why we just didn't say this was another, like an English RAC block, 
you know, and that's not technically oi because squadron was always kind of too heavy to really be oi. I mean, when they did the bulldog breed, that was oi. Squadron was more like some hard rock metal type of music. I mean, maybe the early stuff was more oi, but you know, I didn't really start listening to squadron until the '90s, so maybe the earlier shit sounded a lot more oi. And then you know, once they got in, started actually releasing albums, it was a lot fucking heavier. So, you know, all right. Anyways, uh, so there we go. Squadron. So we're going to leave you off with a hobnail on National Stand. We'll see you folks on the other side. 88, brothers and sisters. <laughs>
right, so that was Squadron with Burn the Books, a phenomenal song. <clears throat> and then the next one, it was going to be some more British uh, RAC OI stuff because, I don't know, fucking, that's pretty much a lot of the, the bands, at least sung in English, was British. And so you're going to have a whole lot of the British RAC oil style back in the 80s. So <clears throat> hopefully you guys enjoy it as much as I do. So, here we go. The very first band is going to be Battlezone with their song Way of Death. And this was also requested by uh, Lincoln from uh, ADS, I believe. So, there you go, brother. And then um, they're RAC from England, and it's off the album Nowhere to Hide, released in 1991 by Rebels Europeans. Alright, sorry. And then the next one is Brutal Attack with the song, their classic, Under the Hammer. And uh, it's R.A.C. from England, and it's off the album Tells of Glory, released by Rocco Rama Records. And uh, Brutal Attack with Let It Burn, which is R.A.C. from England, off the album The Demo, a self-released Brutal Attack demo in 1983, was the original first time that they put this song out. And I know when I heard Tales of Glory, they had Let It Burn on there. So I don't know if that was just a later version that had been remastered or something, or if it was on the original version. I couldn't tell you because, like I said, I think the first time I heard it was a friend of mine had recorded it on tape for me because I didn't have a whole lot of money. So the few CDs I was able to buy, it was like we would, you know, I'd buy a couple CDs he didn't have. He'd buy a bunch of CDs that I didn't have, and then... We'd record tapes for each other and do it like that. You know, that's kind of the way we used to do it back then. You'd trade tapes and CDs and shit like that back in, sorry, excuse me, back in the 90s. That's the way a lot of us did it, you know, trading tapes and CDs through the mail, records, etc. So, all right. <clears throat> so, like I said, Battle Zone, Way of Death, Brutal Attack, Under the Hammer, and Brutal Attack will let it burn. So, that's this set, and I'm really hoping you guys will enjoy it. Pretty good stuff, good classic brutal attack in battle zone. So we'll see folks on the other side. 88.
Folks, um, the last song you just heard was Brutal Attack with Let It Burn. And now this next set is going to be um, two songs from Travis, and he's got four that he sent us, but we're playing two on this show, and we'll play the other two on the next show because this is going to be a two-part series for 80s music because we had so many songs, so many suggestions, and so much stuff that... I felt we had to also get through as well. Mans from the 80s that definitely had to be played that other people hadn't suggested to me. A lot of stuff that I was surprised that I didn't hear people saying, hey, play this band or that band. So, you know, there you go. All right. So, first fucking song, or sorry, the first band is going to be First Strike. And their very first song is going to be Nation of Pride. Now, First Strike is a RAC band from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and um, this is off their album Modern Age, which was recorded in the 80s, and is going to be re-released this year by American Defense Records, and uh, Travis was really raving about this band. When I told him I was doing an 80s show, he was like, oh man, it's awesome, you guys got to play this band, you know, you want? can you play this band First Strike? And I'm like, well, hell yeah, dude, we'll play this, if it's good and you like it, we'll definitely play it, I'm sure other people like it too. Because, frankly, <laughs> that's been our best episode was when we had him on here hosting. He's got, we've got more views on that than anything. So, you know, <clears throat> apparently people really like Travis's taste in music. So I'm glad that you guys enjoy it. So that's why we're playing some of his stuff. And, you know, dude does, you know, his own record label. And he's got good good air for music. Definitely knows what the OI and RAC stuff is, what it's about, and the kind of stuff people want to hear. So there you go. So anyways, First Strike is uh, his, uh, the band that they're going to re-release. It's from Pittsburgh, and he said it's really good. So the first song is Nation of Pride. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, the second song is going to be Our Time, and um, it's off the same album. And then the very last song is going to be from Public Enemy, and uh, it's Paul Burnley's Public Enemy. So the Public Enemy, False Pretense is the name of the song. Sorry, see you from England. It's off the album. There's only one public enemy released in 1989 by Rebels European. And that's it for this block. And we'll be back with the final block and some of my final thoughts for the week. All right, 88. 
see they laugh but you not me You're making a fool of yourself There is a chance to show honesty Won't find yourself on the shelf And you, unsatisfied One step to the words you say Okay, we're back. That was Public Enemy with False Pretense. And uh, the next block is also going to be another Paul Burnley band, No Remorse. So, <clears throat> and this was during the time while he was with them, because back in the 80s. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this week uh, we're going to do like two shows. This is the plan. We're supposed to do two shows. We're supposed to do this 80s show today, and then another 80s show tomorrow. So, I'm just waiting. I'll just have to send all this stuff by. So, anyways, um, God damn it. Yeah, so, you know, I'm supposed to have two of them. We'll see what happens. We'll see how, you know, quick it takes dude to be able to upload and mix it all together. You know, I don't know how much stuff he's going to have happening this weekend, if he's going to get interruptions from work or family or whatever. So, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm hopeful that we'll be able to get it done today or get it done, you know, <sighs> Today, tomorrow, you know, the next two days, Bill will just put one episode out after another and get this bonus second part the next day. So we'll see. You know, don't, I'm not going to promise because I don't know for sure. You know, it could, might not happen, and I don't want to, you know, have to put dude out there and then, you know, something happens where he's got an emergency that he's got to take care of and he hasn't got a chance to mix this stuff. You know, or an emergency could happen to me. I got a friend of mine in the hospital right now with this COVID shit. He fucking got put in a fucking coma, an induced coma, and they're shoving a fucking tube down his throat so he can fucking breathe. He had a goddamn heart attack yesterday. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty fucking, it's pretty fucking scary, I guess. I mean, I'm, uh, I don't know it's scary. I don't want to say it like that, but, you know, I'm worried, I guess, you know. I didn't want to fucking tell anything to his fiance that I was worried, but, you know, I am a little bit worried because, fuck, I don't know. You know, it probably ain't going to be nothing. Dude will probably be fine. But, you know, I don't know, having a heart attack. And now I'm wondering if fucking his dad died of a heart attack or some shit. You know, uh, he might have a bad heart. And apparently that's not a good thing to have with this goddamn woo flu. So I got that weighing on my mind right now. <clears throat> and, you know, if something happens... And I got to fucking take care of that. Or, you know, if I, I should say take care of that, but if I got to go see him, I don't even, I can't see him actually because he's in fucking quarantine. So, Jesus Christ. Anyways, I don't fucking want to get into it and I don't want to think negative and think positive and think he's going to pull through. And, um, you know, I guess that's kind of what's been weighing on my mind. I'm hoping everybody out there that listens to this episode this week, you, you guys will, you know, if you're Christian, say some prayers for him. If you're on this, make sacrifices to the gods for him, you know, and uh, let's hope that he pulls through this, makes it out on the other side okay, and gets this second chance to really 
restart his life and start over and start fucking, you know, getting his shit together and, you know, rebuilding the fucking bridge to all his families and friends and stuff. And it's, I know what he's trying to do is he just got out. I mean, dude literally just got out like a couple days ago and now he's in a goddamn hospital fucking in some really bad, serious medical condition with this fucking coronavirus shit, this woo flu. So it's, uh, it's really fucked up, you know, it sucks because guy is a good dude and had lots of problems in the past and he'd been having some issues and really fucking up, you know, he'd really been fucking up bad and, and then he went to prison and fucking, you know, it started straightening out, got sober again, was starting to get his shit together and got out and hadn't been out long enough to even really have a chance to, to do anything to, to really start you know, living life, and if this fucking shit hits him and just makes me, you know, like, fuck, dude, that'd suck so bad, you know, finally fucking get your shit and get your act together, and then you fucking end up getting hit with someone that fucking could do some permanent possible death type thing, and that just really fuck me, you know, just be fucked. It's really bad karma, really bad orlog, and I can't, think that that would happen because the guy's done some good in his life and he was a good brother or he's a good brother and you know just i don't know i'm i'm worried about him and i like i like i said i hope you guys just keep him in your thoughts so you know fucking all right um so that's all i really want to say about it i'm not gonna fucking name him because it's uh i don't know it's you know you know, it's, it's, it's up to his fucking fiance, and things haven't took a turn for the worse. So if things do, I, I will say something. But right now, just say, just just my brother, uh, you know, just hope that he's doing better. Things will, that uh, he'll pull through this, and it'll be okay. Uh, so, yeah, I let me just uh, leave it at that. I don't want to keep going on because I don't want to. You know, just, I don't, I don't want to fucking get into it anymore. I just, you know, like I said, I'm got that weighing on my mind and I'm really hoping that maybe we can, you know, maybe us positive energy, whatever, sacrifice to God's prayers, whatever, man, whatever, you know, helps. And he comes, pulls through and gets out of this and there's no permanent lasting damage to his lungs or nothing like that. And, uh, you know, so let's just say, hey, you know, so hopefully Dave can get through it and that'll be good. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. So, um, yeah, so just, you know, keep that in mind for me. And, um, yeah, there is, yeah, sorry. I was, uh, now I'm thinking about that and I'm just, now nah, it's fucking on my mind. So it's great. Now I can't even fucking think right. Oh, shit. Sorry, people. Okay. Let me get to the other part of what I wanted to talk about. Um, I want to try, I mean, Jay Hate said something to me, and I discussed it with several different musicians that I had known that we've had on the show and just been in regular contact with, with a couple bands. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> since the chance that uh, this should be the last goddamn summer before the the entire country burns into a fucking funeral pyre and uh, everything gets deadly serious and there won't be any more shows or concerts or things of that nature. Um, we're trying to get a show together out here in uh, Wisconsin, out here in the Midwest, upper Midwest, Wisconsin for Labor Day 
uh, weekend, and I would like to know if you listeners would be interested in this, if you guys would be wanting to buy some some pre-purchase tickets, uh, stuff like that. I've been thinking of just advertising it left and right all over the place where places still have stuff. Um, so, you know, just let me know what your interest is, whether or not you really want to do it. Because I'm not, I want to say we're going to do it, but I don't want to fucking say, yeah, we're definitely going to do it. And then we don't, we're not able to raise enough money to pay people to be able to come out and fucking play. So we should be able to do it, should be able to find a venue, should be able to find all this stuff. But I also still need to know how much money we can raise because I can't come out of my own pocket because... I can only come up. I'm sure I can come up, come up with some of it, some portion of it, and I'm sure Jay Hate probably help with that too. But I got, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, it's, it's I don't know how much of that I'd be able to do, but it would be nice if we knew the people want to do it because we're trying to do a fundraiser thing to get it going and see if we can actually get people to come out. And um, you know, people really want to come out and see a show. It'd be nice. He wants to do it. I want to do it too. It'd be nice to see a bunch of fucking people on a bunch of bands. I know I've already talked to Jason from 14 Sacred Words, and he's already gave me a verbal commitment saying he'd definitely come out and play as long as he could find other bands that are going to be playing the show that would be willing to learn his music. He would have no problem coming out and playing for us. So that'd be awesome. You know, I mean, Christ, when's the last time that guy has done a show? I don't know if, <laughs> frankly, I think it's been... Since he was in Grom was the last time he did a goddamn show. So that would be pretty cool, people. Let's try to get this together because I really want to see. It would be really nice to see a 14 Sacred Warriors to play out here. It would be nice to see those guys playing or see him, see Jason playing and some of the other guys. And uh, I know I talked to Travis and he said, well, Wellington Arms would be probably willing to play. Uh, well, I think pretty much they would play anywhere. Those guys just love playing. So. Wellington Arms sounds like they was in, Fashin sounded like they was in, and Birthright. So we at least got them three, and we got some possible, if we can get enough money, we can fly Pete in from Sweden if we can get, depending on whether or not, obviously, those travel restrictions are lifted by that point. If we get this travel restrictions lifted, we could get Pete and Pav from the Green Arrows, people like that, to fly in if we had enough money. Pete would definitely has already expressed interest in coming to the U.S. and playing. I know Pav has also said the same thing, him and the Green Arrow guys. So we could get a real good lineup, you know, like, say, six bands possibly and have it definitely one, possibly over two days if we could. just depends on what venue we can get. So that's a big thing of trying to find a venue because looking to some people I know around here with private property that we can have it on their land and then we can definitely have it over a two-day time period as opposed to just one. Um, but even if it's just a one-night event and it's, you know, five, six bands playing and they all play an hour apiece, it'd still be an awesome show. It'd be a great time. It'd be a good way to start networking and hooking up and hanging out with some other people and getting to know some other good white brothers and sisters. So let me know what you guys think. Tell me whether or not you would be willing to spend like $25 to get like a pre-ticket to get in, you know, say $50 to get like a ticket and a T-shirt or a ticket and a, a pass to buy all the beer. You know, there'll be kegs and shit like that. So 
there'll be packages that could go with it as long as we can get people to be interested. So comment on the cast box or send me a message on Facebook or you can email me or jhate at thorson 828 com or jhate at mail.com. You can email either one of us or send us some stuff, let us know what you think, if you think it'd be a good idea, if you want to do it, if you want to be part of it so we can get this show going, so we can have something out here. I will be talking to some more people, especially getting more information, and I get more to know about it right now. This is just in the beginning planning stages, but we do got commitments from several bands. I already got verbal commitment from Jason for 14 Sacred Words, and I already got Travis saying Fashin and Birthright would come out. And I want to say one of the other dudes from Wellington Arms said they would definitely be out there. I'm pretty sure that guy was from Wellington Arms saying that they would play too. So I at least know I got those four bands 100% for sure. So that should be, you know, should be pretty good. So, all right. I'm going to go ahead and intro the bands now. Hopefully I don't have to split this intro. So, okay. That's all I wanted to say on that subject i'll talk about a little bit more tomorrow and in the next week and a couple up and coming weeks i'm going to talk about this event more especially when i can get more information to you guys once i get some kind of venues lined up right now that's going to be the big thing finding out whether or not i can get this on a private property or if i'm going to have to rent some kind of public thing or possibly go to some kind of bar or something of that nature right so we'll see what happens, I got to talk to some people I know that own some property up here and see see if we can actually get it on private property, which I'd prefer. That way we can maybe even have camping and shit, you know. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself right now. I'm just saying we have verbal commitments, and there's definitely an interest from the bands, and I know there's interest from me, and I would think several other people would be interested in actually coming to see a show, especially after what happened this uh, last couple months. I would think people would want to get the fuck out of their house and go meet with some other people and have a chance to hang out and do some shit. So that's one thing that we can definitely do. Um, also, it's it's a good fucking possibility. It's a good idea. We need to get out here, like I said. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen in the fall? Who knows what the fuck is going to be happening by next year? Who knows if we're going to... If we're going to be able to have another show next year. If things are going to continue on for another five to ten years maybe maybe not maybe they only last another 18 months or a year or six months who fucking knows because we can't really predict the future right now i just don't think it's gonna last super i don't think we're gonna have a i don't think the, the west is gonna last much longer civilization is looking like it's gonna collapse every day it looks that way and now it's looking better but you know, now it's releasing, da-da-da, but uh, they're still fucking freaking out and panicking. And by the time the fall comes around, if they ain't got some kind of fucking vaccine or fucking cure of some sort, you know these goddamn government fucking hacks are going to go right back to locking shit down and what's going to happen? You know, fucking economy's going to go back to the tank and going yo-yo and up and down. Eventually, the whole goddamn entire world economy will collapse. And we're going to have fucking worldwide chaos, food shortages, and everything else that are already on the way. Those things will get it much worse. So that's my point is I'd love to do it this summer. I'd love to do it here at the end of the summer on Labor Day weekend so we could actually have one good last 
shebang one good last event before things get before you never know because you never know things could get to the point to where we're not going to be able to do any kind of nice outdoor activities festivals things enjoy ourselves we're going to be and for you know fighting for our very survival so you know now obviously i could be wrong and maybe the fucking u.s continues on for 30 40 years or 100 years but you know if it continues on for 100 years our people i don't see being able to survive that i would see how it'd be surviving unless there's some new form in the u.s to where whites could govern and some midwestern states where we'd be able to be semi-anonymous and have our own self-governance and be like some indian tribes or something would be the only way where we'd have some lands just to ourselves that we could keep and use as we saw fit but i mean uh i don't see that happening you know the much as you know i don't think any kind of pipe dream of that being able to happen without there being some massive conflicts there's going to be upheavals and things like that peaceful separation is probably not going to happen maybe it will but i'm not really helpful i'm not hopeful i'm not trying to say helpful i'm not really hopeful on that point i'm not hopeful that uh, that'll happen i mean if we are so dedicated to never raising a hand and going about it the peaceful way then we're probably going to fucking go into the long night uh so just going to sleep because it's What's the fucking point? If you, all you're going to ever do is, if you never fight back, or if we never fight back, if our people don't fucking finally stand up and fight fucking back at some point, then we're fucking doomed because the goddamn mud people aren't sure fuck ain't going to fucking say, oh, you know what, let's, let's protect them as a minority. Let's look out for their rights. Like, yeah, okay, that's not going to fucking happen. So uh, I don't even know why the hell I'm saying this on the show because anybody who listens to the show already knows these basic facts. They know there isn't going to be any mercy when we're in the minority. They know it's all going to be downhill from there. But at the same time, when we're in the minority, if we're still the biggest minority in this country, there's a possibility that we could still end up carving out a very large section of this nation for ourselves. So... That's one positive. Uh, and the negative is is that's, that's uh, you know, going to be much harder for us when that time comes. But better that we fall down below that percentage than to just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even really explain it other than the fact that if you think that they're just going to go ahead and let us continue to live in peace and they're going to do some kind of peaceful coexistence, peaceful separation, then I think you're living in a pipe dream because they're not going to fucking give us our rights just because we gave them their rights, just because we said, oh, yeah, well, you know, we respect all your rights, and this is da-da-da-da-da. No, it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Our enemies do not care. They're not going to play by our rules. We've already seen that there's a fucking one rule book for them and one rule book for us, and clearly if you're fucking on some kind of pipe dream thinking that uh, just talking to these people is going to do anything, then you're, you're wasting your breath. You can only talk to our fellow whites and get them on board with what needs to be done and looking out for their own fucking self-interest, looking out for their own people, and looking out for their own families. So 
All right, I've ranted about that enough. The point was, is like to see about the show. Let me know what you guys think. Also, we're ha- they're having a POW fundraiser CD coming out soon from American Defense Records. Um, also, check out the Book and Rifle podcast by the American Defense guys. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and intro these last three songs, and we'll be done for the day. And uh, hopefully I will have the second part for you tomorrow. So, here we go. First song is going to be No Remorse with This Time the World. And if you don't know who they are, then I'm going to tell you who they are. They're RAC from England. Wow, big shock. No Remorse and Screwdrivers from England and Brutal Attack and all these other bands. So apparently, you know, just in case you just listen to the show for the first time and you don't know what any white power bands are, No Remorse is from England. And uh, this one, This Time the World's off off the album called This Time the World, and it was released in 1989 by Rebels Europeans. And then the second song is going to be Blood Against Gold, and it's R.I.C. off the album Blood Against Gold, released in 1991 by Rock but I'm pretty sure they released it on some other split or compilation CDs, possibly before that, that was before 1991 and 1990 or 1989, not sure, uh, not 100% sure, so, and then, uh, yeah, it, maybe it was in the See You in Valhalla, I thought Blood Against Gold was on that too, so I don't know, that's, maybe I'm wrong, but I was just reading off of whatever the fuck that discography thing was, said what year it came out, because uh, I don't have the CD. All right, so No Remorse, See in Valhalla will be the last song of the evening, and then it's uh, off the album See in Valhalla, released in 1989 by Rocco Records. So that's it for this week, folks. Hopefully you guys enjoy. Once again, No Remorse this time in the world, No Remorse, Blood Against Gold will be the second time, and the final song of the evening will be No Remorse, See in Valhalla. So we'll see you, folks on the other side and should see you tomorrow, 88.
This is what you hear me say 
Spit it out. Fucking sound like a stuttering retard over here.